Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my co-hosts, Michael and Raker. What's up? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we are here to uh, to talk a little bit about uh, Alita Battle Angel, which I know I've been looking forward to it. Raker, you've been looking forward to it. Um, and, and Mike, I didn't even know that you were like excited about this movie until you texted me last week and said, this is like the best uh, movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, uh, I knew I was really, I knew I was going to like it after seeing the trailer, which apparently was not what a lot of people thought I found out later, but I saw it and just, yeah, I, I, it, it it exceeded my hype, which was already pretty high. I saw there were robots. I was into it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you had your in there. Um, you know, before we get started, uh, Raker, you introduced me to the manga for this way back yeah. in the late 90s. So That's correct. Talk, tell everybody, you know, how that all came I pretty, about. I pretty much created this movie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what I did, actually. <laughs> You're responsible for it. Uh... Yeah, so I'm responsible for this movie. I'm the <laughs> ghostwriter of this movie, actually. No, but no, I mean, I saw a lot of similarities. I mean, I haven't watched the manga in forever, or not watched it, uh, read it um, forever. Matter of fact, you know, I should dig through my archives and see if I even still have it. Um, so, but no, I, I remember a lot of the scenes, you know. A yeah. lot of things happening, and and then just the look of the character was, you know, brought back some old things, some old memories. Yeah, it was uh, it was something you showed to us, um, you know, years years ago, and uh, you showed it to me. I watched it, uh, I loved it, and you know, like you, I haven't seen it in years. Um, yeah, but it's um. It's a movie that's very popular. It has a very strong following. The manga uh, comic itself, uh, yep. it's what a nine volume uh, story, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So it's very influential. Um, yeah, you know, it has a lot of it's fans. Got some sequels, mm-hmm. sequel series to it, and spinoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm almost tempted to look in my big comic uh, thing right now and see if it's <laughs> in there, but my headphones are keeping me tied down here so i won't do that yeah uh, all right so um alita battle angel um so we'll start out with the rundown uh give you the facts of the movie and then we'll go into our one sentence review so it was released on february 14th of 2019 written in written by james cameron and uh leda colagridis i hope i didn't butcher that name probably did uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez with a runtime of two hours and five minutes, a budget of $170 million, box office of $45.3 million domestic, $94.8 million foreign, 
for a total of 140.2 million global at this point. So at this, you know, at this point, I think we can all agree this will probably make back its money and then some. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, pr- it's already pretty close. Yeah, I think you know, all said and done with, and then of course DVD sales. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I, now my fear, of course, is to sequel or not to sequel. It's going to you know, depend course, on. I would love to see a sequel, but you know, shut up and see. take my money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. Get on Kickstarter and start, you know, funding this uh, <laughs> this movie. Do you think it's written? It's uh, got to be written, right? I no, would they... say there's a pretty strong, probably treatment already for the second one. Um, I just guess wait is... another fourteen years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, I, I've been waiting for this for years because this is back when you know Cameron was legitimately going to direct this movie, but uh, you know. Yeah. Then he had to come out with a movie about blue people, and apparently that was it. So, all right. Anyway, uh, the cast is Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, Mahershala Ali, and Jackie Earl Haley. So uh, the plot synopsis for this movie is uh, Lita is a, a creation from an age of despair found by the mysterious Dr. Ito. While trolling for cyber parts, Alita becomes a lethal, dangerous being. She cannot remember who she is or where she came from. But to Dr. Ido, the truth is all too clear. She is the one being who can break the cycle of death and destruction left behind from Teferis. But to accomplish her true purpose, she must fight and kill. And that is where Alita's true significance comes to bear. She is an angel from heaven. She is an angel of death. Um... Raker, why don't you give me your one sentence review for the movie? It's not it's not as great as yours, I'm sure, Michael. Michael House has great one sentence reviews, so um, a visual extravaganza laden with plot holes and screaming for greater performances from its A list actors. Okay. Uh Mike, why don't you give me your one sentence review for the movie? Uh, a beautiful anime come to life that could have used an extra 45 minutes <laughs> to flesh things out. Flesh things out. Yeah. Which is, which is, uh, which is true. Um, yeah. So. Uh, mine is a gorgeous looking movie that fails to fulfill what started out as a great promise. Hmm. All right, so let's uh, jump in here and let's talk about the movie. Um, I'm going to start out with our broad thoughts. Mike, I know that already that you are a huge fan of this movie, so why don't you give me your broad thoughts on Battle Angel? So, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> starting with kind of the big thing that's probably going to drive this movie or get people to go see it is the effects. Mm-hmm. This was the first movie I've seen in 3D since Avatar because I generally don't like watching movies in 3D because it gives me a headache. And I don't know if it's just that it's come a really long way, but I would I would even suggest seeing this in 3D. It's beautiful. The world is so easy to lose yourself in. And what keeps you, what what kind of kept me there aside from all this like the the really cool visual effects and the awesome robots and action scenes that that got me in but the story itself has so much heart to it and the actors do a really good job i think of uh bringing that home especially because they put a christoph waltz in there yeah 
<laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Raker, what about you? What were your broad thoughts when you walked out of the theater? Well, for starters, I agree with everything Mike said. Um, I really agree with his uh, general, his one-sentence review in the extra 45 minutes. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I did see it in 3D. As a matter of fact, I saw it in large format first and then saw it in 3D three days later. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, it was just like, you know, you go to movies, you know it's going to be a popcorn movie, but you're hoping that it's a really good popcorn movie. And this was that. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't expecting super depth. You know what I mean? Like, a really intricate, you know, story or anything like that. You know, I, I had, you know, the manga. Um, so, you know, I kind of knew what I was, you know, kind of walking into. But, you know, just just general. It's just I, I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, I do think the actors, because they are some majorly good actors, you know, in this movie. Uh, I wish they would have gotten a little more time on screen. I think, uh, and rightfully so, I think Rosales are, you know, Alita hogged up a majority of the movie, which she should. She's the char- main character of the movie. But man, to have those other actors available, I just, I just wish we could have got a little bit more out of them in trying to get up to that extra 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, but overall just really, really enjoyed it. Just, I thought it was, I thought it was good from top to bottom. I, I, yeah, I think, and I was telling you, Michael, before we got on the air, um, I think, you know, it's a shame to me that other movies will get more press, more praise, more money and be a much lesser movie than what this was. Uh, so I think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in terms of uh, the whole cyborg, half-human, half-robot thing, you know, the mech and human thing going on. I thought that was easily one of the best. It it is the best I've seen with that whole thing. And you don't see a whole lot of that. You see it here and there, but it's always done, I think, pretty poor compared to what we saw with Alita. Yeah, look, I agree. Um, Definitely. For me, when I walked out of... Mike would agree with me. Like, how about that opening scene where... He's working on that arm mm-hmm. in 3D. Oh, uh, looks, wasn't that amazing? That so, the last time I felt that stoked about, honestly, how like robots look was when I saw Terminator 2. So apparently James right. Cameron's just good at robots. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just anything mechanical. I mean, think of the guns he did in Aliens. You know what I mean? Just like they were just unlike what we'd ever seen, I think, on screen. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just... Yeah, I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. sorry, Michael. Didn't no, no, mean no. To interrupt your. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's you know when I walked out of the theater, you know I was kind of in line with what you guys were saying. My broad thoughts in the movie are that a it looks gorgeous. Uh, it, this goes to show you where uh, motion capture, you know, is at this point mm-hmm. in time, and we've seen the steps along the way. If you're old enough. To have gone back in time to, you know, when Andy Serkis, for instance, did the first Lord of the Rings movie, you know. Oh, no. Where is this going? Well, <laughs> what do you mean, where is it going? I, I thought maybe we'd have a certain reference of a great 96 film, 1996 film, but I guess we're not going there. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Which, which one are you referencing? Don't worry about it, Michael. Please continue. Are we talking about, uh, <laughs> let's see. Hey, hey, 
let us not besmirch the name of Dustin Checks In because there's no CG in that movie. That's all monkey. No, R- Raker, Raker would tell you that it's all CG, that uh, that was actually motion, motion capture. <laughs> well, once I heard Andy Serkis and how I compared his performance to not quite as masterful as Dunstan's. No, I, no Dunstan, Dunstan was real. I, I'm fully aware. But that's the only thing you could honestly compare Andy Serkis's performance to. We spent like 15 minutes before recording talking about Dunstan Checkson. <laughs> it's pretty sick. It, it, look, it. Hey, Mike. I understand. It has a great place in your heart. It's okay. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just glad he's not referencing Labyrinth. That's all I have to say. Hey, if Sarah were here, she would. She would. Uh, she would defend hurl, Labyrinth with her life. Yeah, she would hurl colorful language at me. I'm sure, but oh, yeah. nevertheless, <laughs> you know, more Jennifer Conley apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the tie here, you know, between the two oh. movies. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, it's it's a gorgeous movie. Obviously, the motion capture work has come a long way over the years. Uh, you know, having Gollum, you know, way back in you know two thousand and two and two thousand three, and now look where we're at today. It's just it's phenomenal because not only is the motion capture work itself so well done, but they've managed to to really make a character like Alita pop on screen and yet also feel realistic. Yes, her eyes are a little bigger, right? So she kind of has a, a manga-inspired face. Yeah, you know, but face. I, I think that's cool. I think no, that's what's cool about it's it. It's fine. There's nothing. She, it doesn't have to be, you know, 100% realistic. Yeah. You know, I understand why they did it. Um, and that didn't bother me either. But it's such it's such a, a well-done performance. Um on the other hand, I, I do feel like there are some issues with the movie, um, and we'll get into that here when we talk about the script. But just point? in general, I think plot-wise, there's uh, I think some some issues with the plot, uh, too many subplots, and and not enough material for some of the fantastic actors that fill out the cast is really my bigger gripes. I think with this uh, with this movie, but you know, I. I was so I was a little disappointed in some aspects of the movie, but I was blown away by others. And so when I walked out of the theater, I thought, you know what? That was a really good movie. I enjoyed myself and I had a great time. So there you go. So actually, um, let's get into the script um, and start talking about it. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to start out with you um, because you really like this movie. Um I want you to tell me if there are any issues that you had with the script. Do you think there are any problems? Did you feel like there were any deficiencies whatsoever with this script? Hmm. So I actually, uh, different from you guys, I had never read uh, Battle Angel, nor nor did I see the OVA before watching the film. Mm -hmm. So as a person going into it blind... I felt like it, I actually I felt like there's more to its credit than against it. I know that's the exact opposite of what you asked me to to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I never felt like the world was hard too hard to understand and there's a lot they had to cram in there. Yeah. Uh I had an opportunity to see a Q&A. They did a live Q&A after the um after the movie with Robert Rodriguez. And he said something like the original script used to be like, I I might get the number wrong, like 600 pages, and he had to cut it down to like 140. 
hmm. which is insane. It is insane. And he, I felt like he was able to keep a lot in. But if I had an issue, uh, the movie length, I think, hurts it. In a world where I can watch a Spider-Man movie and it's two and a half hours long, why wasn't this two and a half, three hours long? Uh, there, there was so much more of the world that I felt could have been explored. And I guess they're saving a lot for uh, the for a sequel. Do we assume that people that are listening to this have seen the film? Uh, this is spo- yeah. this is spoiler. Isn't it? This is spoiler. Look, I the way I look at it is yes. I think most people who have listened to this probably saw the movie. And if you are listening to this, then um, go see the movie. Go see oh, the movie. Yeah. And you know because what are you doing? Yeah. Go see <laughs> what the am movie. I doing? I'm going. I'm you know, right now. I'm gonna go see it. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See, that's it. Yeah, he's like, screw oh, this. I don't need to uh, help do a review. You know, he's gonna go see it in three D, Michael. Unlike you, yes, I did not see it in three D. I saw it, you know, in that stupid two D. That uh, why? I I don't know because the three D. Um, I've seen three D movies in the past, and I've been let down by it. And well, I I knew this movie would rock three D, and it did. Well, so. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go see it in three D now. I mean, oh, are I, you? I plan. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should. You need to. So yeah, I only saw it 3D because that was the only one that was offered. Oh, I, really? I wouldn't have otherwise because I, like, it's, I'm not a huge fan. Oh, see, I, when I saw it in large headaches. format, I was like, you know what? After seeing it, I was like, man, I bet this movie would freaking kick ass in 3D. Oh, and lo and I behold, will, it did. I will watch this movie upside down. I don't <laughs> what whatever. Um, going 5D. back to. The, script though i bet there's a really killer director's cut and i would love to read the original like draft of this thing uh but some of the characters could have had more time could have had more explanation um they're uh especially uh the villain uh vector vector yeah vector i i get the other guy that they're leading for a sequel what i was saying before is i think they're saving a lot of stuff for a sequel um yeah, but uh, also if it could have given me a little more Jackie Earl Haley, oh, yeah. just okay. in general, I just I'm always pro more Jackie Earl Haley. Okay, so okay. I guess that's where that's where I am on the script. I think it's solid for what they had to do, but that's, there's stuff cut out. Yeah, yeah. Raker, what about you? Uh, what do you think the strengths and the weaknesses from your point of view are regarding the script for the movie? Script wise, um, I think simplicity, although it can be, you know, a plus, you know, because it's I, I enjoy movies that I don't have to constantly try to figure out. You know what I mean? I enjoy movies that are pretty plain, you know, pretty obvious, um, not to the point of, you know, so simple that a third grader, you know, could, you know, write it. But, you know, I. I I like that, but I do wish it was a little deeper. I don't know if that, I know that's contradictory, but you know, um, that's one issue I had with the script. I wish it were deeper, but I do appreciate its simplicity. You know, um, really, I can't script-wise. I, I'm really have I'm really struggling with what you know to, to be critical of. Really, mm-hmm. you know, I think it is what it was. You know, I think I think it, for all intents and purposes. It was written the way it was written. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like I thought the script was fine. 
Um, I do agree. I think some of the characters could have been, you know, once I figured out that Vector was uh, Ed Norton, mm-hmm. right? Am I right on that? Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I, I hope I'm right oh, on that. We a wild mentioned... Ed Norton appeared. Yeah, yes. we, we haven't... Uh, we haven't even brought up his name, you know what I mean? Here we are talking about these great actors in this movie, and meanwhile, Ed Norton is in it, and we haven't even brought him up. And yeah. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Ed Norton, what a, almost like what a waste. Like, even if he was had like a 10-minute thing about Vector and how he became the, you know, the villain and the main guy of, what's the name of the city there? I can't remember right now. Shame on me. Uh, Z- Z- Zalem. Yeah, Zalem. Um, I think that would have helped. So, you know, once again, you know, the He's script in... was simple, but it could have been fleshed out a little bit more to make the movie even better. How's that? Let's see, in 10 seconds of the movie? Yeah, yeah I know, right? I'm not sitting there thinking, you know, and then I saw, even when I saw him originally, I was thinking, oh, and then I'm like, wait a minute, you know? And I, I'm a pretty big Ed Norton fan, too, so maybe that's why I was a little more I mean, I guess he was, the, he was there played by other characters, though. I mean... Yeah, like, he was a presence felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping for a sequel, and I'm hoping he gets more screen oh, time. Well, yeah. uh, so the thing is, like this this movie was you know just over two hours, and Mike, I agree with with you talking about how this movie really could have used another you know thirty to forty minutes added on to the runtime, and I think that's. Maybe that's where part of my problem is when it comes to the script is that like I have no problem with a movie saying, hey, we've got more story to tell. We want to do a sequel. But when you make it so apparent that it detracts from the movie you know, the, mm-hmm. itself, that's where my problems uh, – where I have problems with a script that does that because you start to overstuff your movie with subplots and kind of – nods and easter eggs because you really want to do a sequel so you can keep you know telling the story and like you know i think that um there were some some subplots that really didn't work quite as well like the motorball subplot raker you and i Mm -hmm. talked briefly before we started recording you know it it just it feels uh you know trite uh we've seen this kind of subplot before many times and look yeah you know this movie is a hodgepodge of different elements and even the story itself go back to the original manga i mean let's not pretend that it's the most original thing ever right I mean, it's 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 it, <laughs> yeah. it, it also is by its own nature a mishmash of different genre elements right and that's all fine there's nothing wrong with that but like the motorball subplot for me in the movie it just felt like okay, I've seen this so many times before. They're not doing anything yep. different with this sub with the subplot here. Um, it just it felt and it felt lightweight to me. It you know so it kind of felt like it was in the middle of a not being uh, original enough or an original enough take. They didn't do anything to alter it to make it better, and it didn't feel like it was strong enough. And I don't know, it it, it didn't work for me as much. It's funny you 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 bring that up because I. I, after watching it, um, watched the OVA and read a ton of the manga, and it's almost the entire movie is an adaptation of actually more the more the cartoon, mm-hmm. more the OVA than anything. But uh, the first two books, except Motorball, 
Yeah. Which is later. Mm-hmm. I think Motorball was in here because they were like, look, we might only get one shot at this and I really want to do this visual. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I get that. I, yeah, I don't I think it was that. there for plot so much. I mean, this this movie had 1500 visual effects shots <laughs> in it. OK, yeah. so it's a lot. Um, obviously, we know how good the, the movie looks, you know, but back to the script, you know, on top of some of the, the too many subplots, because I think my my I think my biggest problem is that there's too many subplots in this movie. And it detracts somewhat, I think, from what they could have done, which was, okay, let's cut out some of this and then let's beef up some of these other characters, right? Let's take, yeah. you know, let's, let, let's, let's give more, uh, you know, three dimensionality to, you know, Shiren or, or, you know, even just more to Ido himself. I mean, there's all, you have these great actors, you have Christoph Waltz, you have Jennifer Connelly, you have, Mahershala Ali. I mean, these are in-demand actors that, uh, you know, most directors would kill to have them. And yet Rodriguez has them all in this movie. And I don't I never felt like they, they didn't do a bad job. They really did as good as they could have done, given what they were you know, given in terms of the script. But they didn't have, I think, the material that they could have used to really shine in the movie more. I mean, Rose Salazar does a fantastic job, but they felt like they were given a bit of a short shrift when it comes to, uh, you know, material in the script. So that's just, you know, me personally and, you know, where I was coming from. I, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of scenes that are just her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like some clunky dialogue. Uh, that's a probably you know, <laughs> Cameron, uh, and you know some. But they kind. Did you notice they like make fun of it as it's happening? I, okay, you you caught on to that. Uh, I I didn't know whether or not the if I was supposed to like like take that and think okay they're being a little meta with that um, because. He's gotten worse as the years have gone on when it comes to his his clunky dialogue. I I think that's actually like I don't know if it's a if that's them trying to it, it being James Cameron, which is totally totally possible. I thought it was it kind of added to the aesthetic of it being this is a live action uh, manga. Okay. Where, and I like if I watch anime, and I know I'm I'm a heretic. I like I watch it with the dubs because sometimes I think. The we the weird performances you get from that are what's fun, mm-hmm. and that I that kind of helped drive that aesthetic home. But I'm just thinking of the scene, the heart scene, okay, where she's offering her heart to them, and, yeah. I, and it's it's so heavy handed. And then right after it, she goes, "That was pretty intense, wasn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, they have shaded it." Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's also some expository dialogue that uh, could have been rewritten as well, huh. uh, to say the least. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. See, that's the thing, though. Cameron, Cameron has kind of fallen into the George Lucas uh, mm. at times level of um, 
you know, bad like expository dialogue and yeah. and just like okay, nothing will be as bad as uh, the Clone Wars dialogue, um, which is <laughs> legendary for all the wrong reasons. But um, you know, he does have, I think, his moments where you know you're thinking, okay, you could go back and rewrite some of this stuff, uh, make it a little better. But you know, those are he, small quibbles. He waxes, he waxes, faux poetic or poetic, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. So, uh, Mike, what is your grade for the script? I gave the script a um, no wait, sorry, that's the wrong. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a uh, ninety-two. Uh, they had for what they were given and what they were going for. I think the script does its job. Uh, I, I think it exceeds expectations, but it's not without its failings. Okay, uh, Raker, what about you? I was considerably lower. I went with an 80 simply because, you know, that that heart scene. And it's funny. I'm glad you guys brought that up. That really, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that threw me that threw me back. Like Not threw me back. I mean, I'm sitting there. Threw me a back. I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a turd in a punch bowl. Well, you know what I mean? Very heavy-handed foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, just I just thought I just thought that whole thing was played out pretty, you know. I don't know. Uh, I give it a seventy-seven personally. Oh, I, um, I can always be outdone by Michael with the low scores. By the way, just want, I'm I'm I seem to be a lot harder. I think I don't know. I just I grade hard on my he movies um, unless it's Amer unless it's American Gods. Yeah, right. Or unless it's Brie Larson. Unless it's Brie Larson, and then it just gets a <laughs> then it gets a hundreds across the board. Okay. So yeah, right. It's, just, it's that's like it. we don't we're not even gonna have a podcast this week for Captain Marvel. So I'll give you my scores. Thank you, <laughs> and goodbye. I'll see you next week. That's it's the, pretty it's, much how it goes. It's the Brie first. Larson. It's the first movie in which uh, Mike has given unanimous one hundreds across the board <laughs> in all categories. <laughs> won't we look? Won't we look like? Just the oh biggest God. fools in the world, and Mike will just laugh at us if this if it ends up being like exceeding Guardians of the Galaxy. I guarantee it right now. It will not exceed Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to exceed Guardians. I just I no, think there's a good but, chance but it, it could be good. Uh, if it does that, you get this high and mighty pass. <laughs> it's <laughs> the right. rest of forever. Yeah, you do, Michael. That's a fact. Okay, uh, it, uh, I'll, I'll be waiting for uh, all of you to bow down, and then you know when we do our podcast review for it. So. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I gave it a seventy-seven, and pretty much for all the reasons I just talked about. Uh, just uh, I think the back end of the movie could have used some work, uh, and the some of the dialogue and, and the subplots, and and the some of the characters were a little too thin for my taste, but. You know, there were so many things it did well, too. I, I do think that Alita, as she's written, is a very strong character. I, I felt for her. She comes across as very sympathetic in the movie, and you need to, to find her sympathetic. You need to feel for her. Um, and they did a great job there. Um, she was the heart of the movie, as she's supposed to be. Um, so, you know, there's, there's positives and there's negatives. So... Um, but anyway, uh, overall, our grade for the script combined is an 83. Okay. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, acting. So uh, speaking of 
acting. Uh, you know, Rosa Salazar did a fantastic job here. I know she did the motion capture work, obviously, but, you know, she also did the voice and everything. Um, Mike, do you think it's actually pretty hard to do, like, motion capture work and then also give a performance? You know, because you're not – you're capturing – yourself on on camera but at the same time you're not you know because you're being digitally enhanced or you know you're actually just being created completely digitally and therefore you have to use your voice to express so much um i mean do you find yourself being more impressed with her performance because she did the mocap work and you know give gave such a great performance in terms of like the voice acting uh, absolutely. And I don't think it's that I don't think she went in and did like voice. I mean, obviously, they all do looping afterwards, but I don't think she went in and like did that. I think that I mean, she was on set to, uh, you know, filming it and had to do it in the stupid suit that you have to wear for motion capture. But there's such subtlety to her movement. There's such subtlety to her facial expression. Mm. Um, and it's it's actually it's a lot in like in like. Her, her, I mean, her eyes are very big and expressive. I don't know if you guys noticed that in the film. <laughs> no, I, I just I, really, really, wow, uh, <laughs> didn't notice. She that. does such a good job. It's the way she holds herself, way she walks, and I think that absolutely helps it. Um, another thing that came up in the Q and A, he said when she finally saw the uh, finished product, or not even one hundred percent finished, she said, "Oh, I thought you guys would fix the." She's doing this that thing I do with my lip that I hate that I, that I thought you guys would get out, but they like kept it in. Cause it's such an authentic thing. Hmm. So I think that that's, I, I think that's more of a credit to her. Okay. Um, yeah. Raker, what did you think of, uh, Rosa Salazar's performance? Do you think she was the highlight you know, of the movie? You know what? I mean, she almost has to be because of all her screen time, mm-hmm. but she did a good job with her screen time. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I didn't even know she was another movie before. Like I was sitting there thinking, okay, where? What else has she been in? But it really didn't matter to me. You know, I I thought I considered her kind of a noob, but I thought she did a really good job. I mean, you got to figure she's facing, uh, you know, probably a ton of green screen, ton of mocap, a lot of guys, you know, wearing what is body suits with tennis balls on their heads. A lot of tennis balls. Yeah, right. And she did a good job reacting to all of it. Uh, so I thought I thought she did a very good job. Yeah, um, I don't think you know who I really liked in this movie, Ed Screen or Ed Screen, whatever is how you pronounce his last name. Angry British head. Yes. Yeah. I uh, really like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's an absolute. He plays a great villain. Um, you well, know what I mean? He's in Deadpool. Like, yeah, in Deadpool. Exa- exactly. Yeah, uh, that's, I think it's the only other thing I've seen him in. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he also in that Hitman movie, Michael? I believe yes, yes. I think he was okay. in the Hitman movie. You um, mean Deadpool? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. Um, Touche. <laughs> I I don't know. I like the guy. You know, I I like the guy, and I thought he did a good job of, you know, I just I loved his armor. You know what I mean? I thought that was really cool with the sword, and you know, I, I like the way they didn't just write him off as just some hunter killer or what do they call him, hunter. Hunter oh, killer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they were called hunter killers in this. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and just as just one of the basic hunter killers in the movie. You know what I mean? Like I thought, I thought he did a good job. He he actually, I have him written down as one of my standout performances, even though, albeit brief, 
You know, he didn't have a ton of screen time or a ton of importance per se. But, you know, I, I have him down as, you know, he's one of the characters I thought of and actors I thought of as I left the theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he was really good. Now, bad performances. I'm leaning towards, I keep forgetting his name, the boyfriend. Um, uh, yeah. Hugo. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. He and Johnson. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah. Not Nick Jonas, but no. kind of. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah, what. Right. Now that you mention that, yeah. I mean, he wasn't terrible. Don't get me Jonesque. wrong. But it's like, you know, here, here you have his character being, you know, someone that goes around and, you know, taking off parts off of these cyborgs. And it's like, wait a minute. At most, he's like 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You would expect someone doing that type of work to be definitely older than that. You know what I mean? I, but, I mean, that's the source material. Yeah. Straight true. there. I mean, that's, that's I true. think he's pretty annoying in this. He was pretty annoying. Uh, even <laughs> to go back to the OVA, yeah. he was, I remember his character was kind of like, oh boy, dude, stop I mean, whining. He's a, he's a whiner, but yeah, I, I don't think he did a bad job either, but for, th- there's no way, like, I don't believe that that guy is going around stealing people's yeah. spinal cords or whatever. <laughs> Not that guy, right? You're exa- yeah, yeah. He's he was the weak link in this movie, acting wise, in my opinion. I agree. Which is a good, yeah. You have the acting. If that's yeah, I mean, yeah. You're you're stacked up there with some really good actors, so you should be the weak link. You know, the kid's been probably in not too many movies, I'm guessing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think. Um... I pretty much agree with all everything you guys have said. I think Rosa did a great job. I think everyone else, you know, the acting is being done by stellar, you know, stellar actors. You know, Waltz, Connolly, Ali, Ed uh, Screen, like you said, Jackie Early Haley. Uh, he's just been, you know, doing great work since he got back into acting in in two thousand six. So, you know, but I do I'll agree. always pay money to watch him yell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give I I pay money to watch him do anything read a read a dictionary because uh, he'd do it interesting, in an interesting way. So, but no, I I think Hugo uh, as a character was the the weakest part. I think of well, probably the weakest part of the story for me. But I think it's also because he was the weakest actor. Um, the source material doesn't do many favors, but at the same time, I don't think the actor managed to do anything special with it. So, um. No, I totally agree. Um, so, Michael, what uh, is your grade for acting? Oh, I just one more time before oh, we give sure, the grade. Go ahead. Yeah, because the the best I I think that we did him a horrible disservice. The best actor in this movie is Christoph Waltz. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want him to be my dad. <laughs> okay. Every scene with him and Alita is so good. I also I I believe him as being this older guy, this caring father. I also believe him as being kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. Mm. like yeah. i i i thought like i i felt bad for uh when jennifer Connolly had to be in scenes with him because i think that he made her look like a chump oh wow mm. okay i know that's a bold statement but he made her look very wooden with how passionate he can give a performance i mean i just think i don't think that guy can i've never seen him do bad 
Yeah, she she was actually played with some bad dialogue too, though I think. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. She didn't yeah. do a bad job at all. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I remember she had a couple lines in there. I was like, uh, why would you give an actress of her magnitude that line? To you know what I mean? I was like, also probably like. I'm Jennifer Connelly. What am I doing back here again? This is like being around when I was around the Muppets. <laughs> right. I, she's come a long way because she is a garbage actress in Labyrinth. Wow, you oh bet. Bless you, your soul. You better. <laughs> you you better douse yourself in holy water uh, before you come I, on the podcast with Sarah. I, hey, 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 hey! I adore that movie, but her she is not great in it. <laughs> to, to be fair, she's 15, and yeah, you know, right, but. It's, yeah. Oh, there's Michael giving the free pass to any young actor, uh, as usual. There he goes again. Yeah. Which is weird because he'll sing the praises of Millie Bobby Brown, who's like doing amazing things at like 11. That's but true. sure, yeah. you know, yeah, you know. Fair point. Yeah. That's a fair, yeah, that's a fair point. Fine. That's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point. He's so easy on kids. I can't stand it. Uh, uh, I gave this one a 96 because I think oh. the good. I, I I don't I don't think there's anyone that gives a an outright bad performance, and I think there are a couple outstanding performances. Uh, Christoph Waltz uh, leads that charge, but I love uh, Rose Salazar. Um, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. I always forget his actual name. Oh, Mahershala yeah. Ali. Um, I, can't, I can't even pronounce it. So he's cool for the things they let him do. Um, Ed Norton smirks once. That's fine. Cool. Great. <laughs> Ninety six. That works. <laughs> All right, um, Raker, what is uh, your grade? That wasn't quite as generous. I I think uh, I gave it an eighty-five. Um, a lot of it simply because of the Hugo character. I, I'm sorry, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. He just bothered me. I don't know. It's probably not his fault, but yeah, eighty-five. Okay. He he brought it down. He's the one that brought it down. He could, you know, we could have been in the. High 80s, 90s range. If we would have had a better actor for him, but we did not. All right. Um, I gave it an 84. Okay. Um, and it mostly for the same reasons. Uh, because of the actor playing Hugo, but and it's not. It's not because I felt like Christoph Waltz gave a bad performance because he gave a great performance, and I just was... Because there wasn't enough of him. I was not impressed by the material and the amount of material given to these actors considering their abilities, and you know, it's like can you can you, how much credit can you give an actor if he can't, if he comes into a movie for two minutes and that's all you know, the screen time he has but he, he does a great job, I mean how much weight does that bear in terms of the acting in a movie, you know? And and no, obviously, none of these actors have two minutes on the screen only, but, you know, obviously, there's a focal point to this story, and thankfully, it was, it was Rosa Salazar, um, because if it was on, like, Hugo, this acting grade would be, like, a 50. Um, but... I feel like the material wasn't quite as strong and it didn't allow them to do as much as they could have done, which I think, you know, had they been a stronger presence in the movie, more material, better chance to see fantastic performances. And I think it would have lifted the grade for me. So I gave it an 84, which means our overall grade is an 87. Not it's crazy bad. that our, um, that we're like, we're looking at this and analyzing this popcorn action movie mm-hmm. as being like, man, they should give these actors more time. And, but it's 
it's really is a uh it's a testament to how like i guess good the movie was mm-hmm. for it to be up on like the tier that we would review this as a, as as compared to like um the 94 mortal Kombat movie <laughs> like because because at the end of the day i mean like w- when i was going in i was kind of expecting something kind of more on that uh, uh popcorn uh uh just for just for fun so i mean like it, it's awesome that we can't that that it's 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 graduated to this tier of hey why aren't why, why aren't you putting more more of this this script lacks pathos you're right <laughs> You know, people, I mean, look, people might listen to this review and they might criticize us, you know, and probably actually me for, for doing that. Like, why, why are you taking it so seriously? Why can't you just review it? And it's just, it's a popcorn movie. Who cares? Right. But, you know, I, I look, I try to look at all the movies equally, you know, okay. It's a popcorn movie, but I, I have criticisms and it deserves to be graded, you know, like I would grade Schindler's List, you know? And I think it earned it. I think it earned it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like this was a cheap cash in. No, no, uh, no, definitely not. Look, obviously I, not. They haven't made their money back yet. Yeah, mm, yeah. So I do. I agree. Um. So yeah. Anyway, eighty-seven. So it's a good job. It's a good grade. You know, eighty-seven for for acting. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh directing. So I think we can all agree, it's a good job. You know, uh, Rodriguez, I think, and, and Rick, or you and I were talking briefly before we started to record. Rodriguez as a director is somebody who I've seen him be very passionate about a movie. And, you know, that, that passion is infused into his actual, you know, job as a, as a director. You know, you, you know, based on watching the film, whether or not he actually, you know, he cares and thankfully, this is a movie where he cares. Now, I think part of that has to do with the fact that, A, James Cameron wrote the script, or at least helped write the script, and Cameron was a producer. So you you better, your shit better be, you know, together if you're going to uh, be directing a movie like this. And Cameron's basically sitting over your shoulder saying, don't fuck up. So, um, but Rodriguez really brought his A-game. I think, you know, given the action sequences and, and not even just the action sequences, there were some really nice quiet scenes in this movie that I appreciated. The stuff, as Michael, as you alluded to, right, between Ido and Alita, you know, there's yeah. some really nice scenes there. It's not action, it's nothing crazy going on, but you can feel the emotion on the screen from the characters and just the way it, the composition is. Um, you know, the way he kind of frames the scene. Um, that's great. That's fantastic. And if you don't do it properly, that emotion is wasted in the hands of a lesser director in that scene. So, uh, yeah, I thought that Rodriguez did a fantastic job personally, you know, so I gave him an 87. Wow. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's pretty high, Michael. I, I gave it an 82. Okay. Um, just, I don't know. I was, I was expecting a little more. I hate to say, I mean, with this type of material at his fingertips, Uh you know what I mean? I just thought this could have been, well, you know, this all goes back to the extra 15 minutes we could have had, you know? Uh, I think that's something the director should be responsible for. And that's, I kind of blame him for not giving it, you know, giving the movie that much 
more time to develop a couple things. So that's, you know, that's really my only knock against him. I think, you know, the shots were great and, you know, the score was good. Like, you know, I, I really, obviously I enjoyed this movie immensely, but you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it could have been more and that's why I gave him a lower score than one might think. It's funny you said that about like, you know, feeling like that's him that, that cut that stuff out. He originally was just asked to edit down the script. Really? Before being asked to direct, he's he's the one who made all the cuts to it. And oh, like that, like, but he kept a lot. Of, but he but he kept a lot of the like. A lot of the heartfelt scenes actually in, they said he he actually was was more about toning down, like a lot of the action scenes. Uh, Interesting. Huh. I'd like to see an extended cut of this movie. Oh, so bad. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I think the, the uh, director's cut, the extended cut for this movie, if they could, if they could give the uh, all that extra time and devote that towards giving more character work to some of these, um, to some of the characters, and then uh, maybe stretching things, some things out plot wise, um, you know, I think maybe that would make a fantastic movie. I think a two hour, 40, 45 minute. Um, Alita Battle Angel would be fantastic. Personally, mm-hmm. shut up and take my money. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to grade Robert Rodriguez on uh, directing this because I think it's a poltergeist situation. Okay, uh, I think that much like Steven Spielberg kind of directed more of poltergeist than the actual director did. I think James Cameron did this because if this were a Robert Rodriguez, okay, answer me this: if, if Robert Rodriguez directed this, where the hell's Danny Trejo? Good where point. is he in this movie? That's a good point. I think I I I don't think that he has a distinct style that shows through in this. Hmm. But yeah. I think, but I think that for the project he was given, uh, whether it was him or whether it was Cameron, whomever whomever ended up directed it poured a lot of passion into it so while it doesn't have a specific maybe trademark or style to it the job is done well and i do not think that it is a job that came easy so i gave him an 89 okay that's to fair. whomever <laughs> yeah there you go. that's fair i mean it's a it's a fair grade uh all right so altogether, um our grade is an 85 so it's pretty good um all right so let's move on here and let's uh let's talk about the special effects which i know like is where you want to what you want to talk about because obviously you know special effects are the highlight of this movie so uh mike why don't you talk to me about uh all of the great things <laughs> special effects wise that you saw there were movie. robots <laughs> it was awesome i knew that People was the first were... thing you were going to say <laughs> <laughs> people were turned into ro- the like my one like dream in life is to like like become part robot like i want that mega man <laughs> cannon arm so this was just this had such a personal appeal to me and it looked real and i am i i'm not against uh computer generated effects as a role but i definitely am one of those people that are like it looks i'd rather see a practical effect i feel like this is the death of creativity I was proven so wrong here. Uh, the world, the like cool cyberpunk uh, 
post kind of post apocalyptic dystopian future look it looks really really cool uh i like the just tiny little things of seeing people like eating at a eating at a like uh a, a future food truck i guess uh people like getting their robot upgrades from a doctor like you'd go get like a like a regular checkup done even though like the way the crime was done and a lot of that's owed to the uh the manga but it jumps right onto screen and it looks like uh it, it's like watching anime but if anime were photorealistic there you yeah. go uh, i love the effect on the eyes i know that pushed a lot of people away from the trailer i have no problem with it i think that she's very expressive with it i think it looks cool it's also explained because in the movie in in the movie it's heavily implied i guess not outright ever said but she's 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 not human or she right. and she wasn't she she's martian cyborg lady or whatever um and it's it's funny uh they did they changed the eyes between the trailer and this coming out they made the irises a little bigger which make it a little less yeah like right. so much care went into the effects in this movie. The action scenes looked amazing. I mean, it's just I I thought it just looked fantastic. And God, do I hope that it ages well. I think it's one of those movies that is so well done. I I mean, ten years from now, I think you'll be able to watch this movie and still feel like it holds up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, well, Raker, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, on special special effects? effects were yeah. amazing. I really don't have much more to say. I mean, I, I love robots as well. I love mech. I love, you know what I mean? Crazy big guns. I love crazy big weapons like what uh, Ido was carrying around when he put together his staff rocket hammer. Super thing. hammer. Yeah. Like I thought that was so cool, you know, and I love the fact that, you know, if someone dies, if you will, it's just all right. Or if someone loses an arm or leg or gets injured really badly. You know, you just, oh, okay, making part robot or whatever. I, I, I love it. I just love it. So, and, and they did it so well in this movie. You know, not, not at any point did you say, oh, look, you know, the, the head or the face isn't matching up with the way the body's moving at this point or with the mechanics are moving at this point. You know, it was done very, very well. So, yeah, but fantastic. Uh, Score-wise, I gave it. Probably definitely one of my highest scores, uh, 94. Okay. Um, there was a couple times I, I thought the green screen was noticeable. I picked it out a couple times, mm -hmm. you know, like when she was doing the one finger uh, split upside down, you know, handstand split thing. Uh, the Behind her, the, the laboratory, you could tell was green screen, and I think they had it faded a little bit too much. Um, so, and then I noticed a couple, like, running landing scenes that it was pretty blatant uh cg you know what i mean like very video game-ish but not not a whole lot you know what i mean not to the point where i you know had to vomit my popcorn or anything like that but it was <laughs> that was you know that was it you know there was very few scenes and uh, other than that though i thought the special effects every, every it was just fan i mean i'm gonna own it in 4k because i can't wait to see i wish i could own it in 3d if i had a 3d projector or whatever but i don't but uh yeah, it's amazing. Ninety four. That's that's pretty high for me. I, I would even contemplate going higher. Uh yeah, I gave it a, a ninety five, actually. Um wow. I I agree. Wow. Um I everything you said, um 
both of you, honestly. Uh, Raker, I, I agree. I think I saw a couple of the same things you did where I felt like um, maybe if they just had a little more time, probably came down to a time issue, really. You know, it always seems like it comes down to a time yeah. issue where you know, like they probably know that those things are there. There's a couple of shots where not quite as good as they want it to be, but they just ran out of time to get it done. Um, but, you know, this movie is about, given the style that it's going for, given what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. it's almost flawless in terms of special effects. It's that good. Um, yeah. It's one of those movies where, you know, maybe not on a just a absolute pure realistic level, you know, I mean, obviously this has a stylistic element to it, to the special effects and to the way the characters are depicted, right? And the things that happen, but it's one of those movies where I feel like in a few years we're going to look back and maybe, and hopefully, see that this was a movie that has influenced or will influence a lot of movies in the next five to 10 years in terms of just how good the special effects are and what they were able to mm-hmm. do with it in the, the facial expressions. And like you said, Mike, the micro expressions that kind of flicker on her face and what yeah. you mentioned about Rose Salazar, about that, the, you know, um, the facial tick that she has, the thing that, you know, she hates so much and they, and they kept it in there. You know, they didn't have to do that, but like you said, they wanted the authenticity of that, you know, that expression, that little thing. So um, that's great. And the fact they were to incorporate that and do so in such a realistic way, it speaks volumes, really, as to how good the special effects are here. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we did uh, uh, all together. Our grade came out to a 95. So good job. <laughs> Yay, team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, together, together, we gave it a 95. Yeah. That's right. Um, all right. So let's move on here. Uh, we're going to go on to uh, the editing and pacing. The editing and pacing uh, in this movie, editing-wise, I thought it was it was actually pretty good. Um, there weren't many times where I felt like the cuts didn't look good. Um, there were a few times where I felt like there was a, like an awkward cut from one scene to the next. Um, uh, have I have either you, I know this is a weird question. This has absolutely nothing to do with this movie, but have either of you ever seen a movie from the early nineties? It was called, um, now I'm pulling a blank. I swear to God, if you say Dustin checks in. No, it's not, it's not Dustin <laughs> checks in. Um, oh, it, God, it had Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson in it. Uh, what's it called? Um, it's about a, a woman who uh, in, in supposedly inherits a house, and it's you know, this, it takes place back. I'm thinking like back in like the the twenties or something. And anyway, this movie is it's one of those movies everyone has told me you know you got to watch this movie. It's so good. It's so good. It's like this revered movie from back in the day, uh, back in the early nineties. So. My wife and I watched it, and the way it's edited is so frustrating. It's it's almost like the person editing it was drunk or on drugs um, all throughout the editing process because it it's such a, a jarring experience watching that movie where scenes will just end just 
for no reason and and it like there's no flow to the editing process and yet this is a movie that's you know so highly regarded it's called uh, Howard's End that's what it is and while this movie didn't have any of that there were a few times where i felt like scene transitions weren't quite up to snuff um but as for pacing pacing i think is you know not too bad but the back end of the movie pacing wise uh i had some issues there um the first half of the movie for me actually was perfect it was it was perfect i think uh pacing wise it was just perfect boom one scene after the next just filling in all the gaps all the knowledge gaps it was great uh but after that it got a little spotty at times but um you know overall that was you know pretty decent overall solid that gave it an 83 okay. uh, let's go next yeah go, go ahead. ahead go ahead mike oh well uh, thank you um i actually agree almost completely with what you're saying i i thought the editing was fine uh there weren't really any problems there uh the pace pacing uh it it gets where it's going the way it needs to there's there are there is a lot like we've i mean we this is a dead horse at this point that was clearly shaved off uh it, it is a movie that feels like it's missing a half hour there you go yeah yep. um i saw this at alamo and they always bring you your check when there's about mm, 30 to 40 minutes left in the movie <laughs> And at that point, I was like, there are a hell of a lot of subplots to wrap up here, Alita Battle Angel. So impress me. They did it, but it is a lot at once. Uh, especially the stu- um, suddenly going in, wrapping up Hugo's whole bit, wrapping up all the Vector stuff. Uh, uh, the bit where Hugo is being hunted down and then she comes out with his uh, with his head mm-hmm. uh, again this is a spoiler place but uh it and this is a this is a thing that i also actually is a problem in the ova too it's very like oh crap really oh all right we're we're here we're there and then we have to wrap up he, as soon as he gets a new as soon as they they fix that problem he's plummeting to his death from the freaking giant tube thing yep yeah and that's that's not a problem with the movie that's not the movie's fault that is definitely a flaw in the original story that works on the page that i do not think works here but i think they could have done a better job adapting that yeah yeah i totally agree yeah oh yeah i gave it an 88 oh okay yeah i uh i think the moment um she gets her erm suit you know when she gets her purple super powerful suit berserker berserker that's right um to the end was just so crunched you know what i mean it was just like boom 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 movie's over and it was just like what you know so that's that's where my pacing issue comes into play i don't know if it was just me trying to milk out a great movie you know or what a movie i was enjoying immensely or if it was just oh man you know so I, i i gave it a much lower. I gave it a 79 in pacing. I don't know if it's mostly out of disappointment or truly, you know, I really thought that they just compressed way too much at the end. Just the ending was way too quick, you know? So I think that's fair. Yeah. So, 
that was, that was really my agreed. Like the editing was fine. I didn't notice, you know, one of the things I always keep an eye out for is when someone's speaking to someone in this case, it was like Christopher Waltz. He was talking to, uh, Alita and it was that, that was that behind the shoulder look, you know, and their jaw should be moving while they're talking. Oh, to I hate that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, but you know what? He, he it looked like it lined up. It, it actually looked legit this time. So every time I see that, you know, that scene being framed like that, I'm like, oh my god, here it is. Here's my chance to destroy the editing. And lo and behold, in this one, at least you know from what I looked at, he <laughs> it was actually it was good. It was it was it was in sync. So, but <laughs> so I can't be, I was not, I'm not too, you know, hard on the editing. Cause I think, uh, I think that's one of the things I always look for in editing. Um, but the pacing is what really knocked a couple points down, uh, was because of that abrupt ending and how everything, like you even said with the, uh, Hugo character, literally, <laughs> you know, he goes from being in a coma to running up the tube yeah. <laughs> you know, within like five minutes. Like it's like five what? minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like holy cow he's fast um so figure that robot shit out quick <laughs> no ther no therapy yeah and i love the went... way he was like suddenly persuaded oh well maybe you're right maybe i should <laughs> come oh, back shit. Down. <laughs> he went zero to a hundred like he went from being all person yep. to being mostly robot and he was fine <laughs> no problem he didn't care no effect yeah. on him he has a better reasoning for it in the um in the manga and in the OVA. Yeah. It's like him freaking out over finding out that the dream is all a lie. Right. And that Here. like you said, that could have been some of the minutes we needed back. You yeah. Know, even, even with this dude's poor acting, I think we could have used a couple <laughs> minutes of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But no, seventy nine, Michael, that's my damage. All right. Uh all right. Uh overall our grade is an eighty three. All right, so, well, not too far off. Um, all right, so uh, rewatchability, and then we'll uh, tally up our grades and uh, give our final thoughts. So uh, for me, it's an 85. Um, it's a movie I I uh, feel like I will probably own. Probably, well, The day it comes out, I'll probably get it on 4K. So it's uh, probably a day one purchase. But, yeah. uh, Mike, I have a feeling that your grade will be <laughs> a little higher <laughs> I have a stupidly high one because I'm right now thinking, why am I not watching this movie? It's a hundred percent. It's up there with Evil Dead Two on like movies I will rewatch all the time. It's the first time um, we've ever, ever had a hundred for any grade of any review in this entire podcast history. This is so the opposite of when we would do Stranger <laughs> the Stranger Things episodes. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Where I was always the one that was like, well. <clears throat> I think if we were looking at this a little more harshly, but no, I, I, so much of it is personal appeal. I mean, it is totally, it take my entire review with a grain of salt, but I just was happy. What for all its flaws and everything? I loved it. Um, why am I not watching that movie right? Here? Why am I talking to you two chuckleheads instead of going <laughs> and watching this thing? Um, I mean, I guess if I could, I, and it, it, it only takes off point. 25% of it which still rounds up to a 100 um it's a long movie to rewatch but yeah. all movies are long now mm -hmm. yeah so yeah definitely uh I I I would like to see it actually before it's out of theaters again 
Yeah, I mean, look, I definitely agree. For sure. Should. Should see it at least one more time. So, 100 is, 100 yeah, yeah. is uh, breaking some new ground. So, Raker, uh, are you going to be below me? Uh, obviously, you can't go above Mike. Suspense. So. Suspense. What was your... Re- <laughs> <Yeah>. 101! <laughs> Unprecedented. 101 now. Uh, it goes up to 11. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I, I, I've seen it twice already. Need I say more? Of course, I want, and I want to watch it again. I guarantee... You know, it will be a purchase day one, 4K, uh, 93. Okay. You know what I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a very watchable movie. It's going to be one of those movies that visually you're going to find cooler stuff to look at every time you watch it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, this is that part where, you know what I mean? Oh, look at that dog there, you know, that half dog thing. And, you know, it's one of those movies that if you have a buddy that hasn't seen it or whatever, you want to show them it, you know, so... Oh no! Yeah. Look at that dog there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at that little one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that scene. That, you that's know what I mean? Straight out of the OVA, too. That's ah, okay. Kills the dog and then she wipes the blood on its on her face. I love it. Love that. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Uh, we don't factor the rewatchability grade into the reviews, uh, but adding everything up, um, Raker, your overall grade for Alita Battle Angel is an 84. Mike, yours is a 93, and mine is an 84. So overall, our grade rounds out to an 87. So there you go. 87 for Alita Battle Angel overall for the podcast. Pretty good. You know, I, th- I think it's fair. I think it's a fair grade. Um, you know, obviously, we all have our, you know, quibbles. Uh, Mike, he, he, Mike, Mike had to strive to find anything to complain about, but it's okay. Because Which has he, never happened cause... ever about <laughs> anything ever. It's all right. It's, you know, hey, uh, we all have our movies that we love and, uh, you know, do our best, but. Uh, we try to give the the grades, the fair grades that um, we think the movie deserves, and we did that. We graded the movie, you know, and hopefully you listen to this and you thought, hey, you know, sounds like these guys think it's a good movie overall. I should go watch it in three D. In three D, that's right. Um, is there anything else, Mike? You'd like to add before we sign off? Um. Just that, I mean, I liked it enough to go and consume the media that it, that inspired it, like, immediately after in, like, two days. So, I, I didn't have the the background with, I'd never seen or read any of it, so it, I, that's a, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a pretty powerful movie there, so, go see it. I, I'm a little bit of a fan of it. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Actually, I thought you hated it, you know. Based on your comments. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> uh, Raker, any uh, final thoughts on Elite Battle? No, nah, no, it was it was good. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say it's everything I had hoped. You know, because very few movies. You know, I get hyped about a movie, maybe too hyped. Um, but it it was very very good. You know, I think I think my only uh, issues with it come because I wish it was a little longer and so forth. You know, me just being greedy. Mm-hmm. But uh, being at the theaters right now, like 
you know, I'm looking at the other movies out right now. I mean, it was kind of a no brainer for me, A, to go see this and B, to go see it again. So, yeah, highly recommended. Go see it. Great movie. All right. Uh, my final thoughts are, yeah, look, I had a few quibbles with the movie. Uh, I don't I don't think it's a perfect movie by any stretch. However, the strengths far outweigh the weaknesses here. And uh, you should go check it out if for no other reason than the lead performance by, uh, what's her name? Rosa Salazar Rose. as Alita. And I think just the heart in this movie, you can really tell that uh, they wanted to make sure that that was a strong element here. And uh, the solid acting by fantastic veterans who really know what they're doing. Um, so go go see it for all those reasons. And if you have any complaints about it, uh, it's valid. But I think I think you'll probably come away liking what you're seeing or what you have seen a lot more than any complaints you might have. So uh, that's it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you guys next time on the Free Geeks Podcast. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks Podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.